Good morning, Tapper. Good morning, Tapper. So, do you have? I know you. We had a, a big catch up last episode. Ketchup and fries. Oh yes, yes. Do you have any any more ketchup? <laughs> well, okay. I do. I do have a ketchup that I forgot to mention last week. I mm-hmm. forgot to add it to my list. But Harley is um, no longer. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Don't joke like that. I heard him well, panting earlier, so I know you're lying. Oh, okay. Damn it. But Harley. <laughs> After his little excursion, you know, he was a, he's a traveling boy. He's been all across the country. He's been across the border, international travel. He's into that as well. But in Minnesota, uh, my aunt and uncle got a new golden retriever puppy. And Harley has lost six pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. He was playing hard. After that week in Minnesota, man, he lost six pounds. That puppy did not let Harley breathe, um, did not let him shit in peace. He could not pee in peace. He couldn't do anything by himself. He couldn't lay down for a second. Um, Harley was go, go, go the entire time because of this puppy. You want to give him a break. So he's lost six pounds. Oh, well, that's good for him, Harley. We we all got to lose those extra six pounds. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I mean, that's my only other update. Harley is on his journey. Um, he doesn't eat treats anymore. He's not allowed. So he eats um, a nice medley of mixed frozen vegetables. <laughs> what about he needs protein? Well, he has his food, so he eats his, like, regular meal, but then his treats are only broccoli florets, cauliflower, and carrots, and he thinks they're treats, so it works. <laughs> oh, hey, as long as he's tricked into thinking they're treats. I feel like, at that point, I'd rather just be fat, but... <laughs> I know. I mean, to each their own, you know? <laughs> right. But, I mean, he knows no nothing else, so... Well, I guess he does. He knows what a Rachel Ray soup bone is, but... Those are done. <laughs> We're done with those. <laughs> Sorry, Harley. <laughs> Sorry. But I just, you know, he's getting, he's four years old and he's getting the sugar face. You know, when Goldens get old, they get that little like gray and white around their face. So I just want him to get to a good weight and then um, we can spoil him more. Because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so sad. Like he's only got a certain amount of time on this planet and I want him to like starve him. Like I want him to like, enjoy and be fat and happy like what's what's the point in just putting your dog on a diet his entire life so mm-hmm. yeah he, well like get him to lose the weight and then you know he have spe- his special soup bones once in a while right and, yeah so once he, he's on his journey once he loses like another 10 15 pounds then he can have the soup bones again but yeah that's a little dan harley he's six pounds lighter oh <laughs> no you <laughs> Um, any updates with you, Megan? How was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? Not that I remember. <laughs> um, well, Nick now has the weekends off this month, so we get to do stuff together on yeah. the weekends. So that's nice. And he's now volunteering at the local fire station. <clears throat> so, oh, my God. Yeah, so he's been loving that. They do it every Wednesday night. They do, like, trainings and stuff. And then he's, like, welcome to go and hang out anytime and, like, Fun. Be ready for calls and stuff and he they they don't have those beepers anymore they have they do it all on cell phones <laughs> oh my god i want a beeper oh my god i remember when dylan was he was like a junior fire station volunteer or whatever and yeah. he had his radio on he'd keep it on all night it's oh. like if you're asleep you're not gonna go to a call right 
Well, and also he's like, well, what if I got to go to something? And we were like, Dylan, are you going to ride down there on your bike? Because we're not going to get up at 2 a.m. and drive you there. Just turn it right. off. He's a junior firefighter. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So he's really enjoying that. And he gets, they get to, like, play with saws and stuff. And Oh, my God. That's probably good. I feel like a lot of us, we... Once you leave college, it's hard to find ways to, like, meet people and, like, find, like, a new community of people in, like, a different city. So I feel like that's really good for Nick to, like, meet new people. You know, he's got, like, a little community of, like, new friends. Like, I feel like that's always good. Yeah, it's good for him to have something else to do besides, like, look and talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree a lot there. Yeah, but his mentor actually that they set him up with actually lives a couple apartments down from us. So he lives That's in like so the funny. same cul-de-sac. Yeah, so so I wonder if he'll go down and they'll, you know, have a beer on the porch or something. Or, oh, my that'd God. That'd be cute for him. Take a picture. Yeah, so, yeah, he's well, been loving that so far. So I was just talking to Nick, and I was, I was telling him how I'm concerned about him working in Burlington after that guy just, like, got shot in the head or something down there. And he was saying how crazy it was down there. And I was like, yeah, I don't feel safe with you working there anymore. Nick, can you leave? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he'll he'll be telling me stories. I'm like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know that. Right. I want to be in ignorant bliss that everything's perfect and nothing's wrong. <laughs> I think when people think of Vermont, they think nothing happens here. But like Burlington is crazy, scary, and um, no place I want to be. So... Yeah, it's gone downhill in the last five years. It's out of control. Yeah. Well, we wish the best for Nick. Give him my thoughts and prayers. Yeah, <laughs> that'll save him from the bullets. <laughs> but, oh, I, I was just in Vermont. I was in Queechy yesterday, seeing my mom and dad. Um, my brother and his fiance also came down. It was like my last hoorah to see them before I depart for Florida. And I mean, I'm pretty, like, when it comes to that kind of thing, like, I'm kind of over, like, crying and, like, being sad about leaving my family because, like, we don't see each other really anyways. So it's like, I don't really care if I go to Florida because I'll see you the same amount of time as I did living in Boston. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> it was just like good to see them. We swapped some items that I'm bringing to Florida that they're bringing back to uh, New York. So yep, that was my day yesterday. A little journey to Queechee, Vermont. I love Queechee. Like the waterfall over there, the gorge, it's really pretty and beautiful. Just not in the winter. I don't do that in the winter. It's too snowy over there in the hills. It's treacherous. Yeah, it's it's like that Taylor Swift song. This is treacherous. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that one, but that was a good effort. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's on the Red album. Oh. <laughs> well, all right, Megan. I think it's time that we get into our pour before the four. So mm-hmm. what are you drinking today? Uh, you know, I have my trusty coffee oh okay another new mug like i love your new all these new mugs you're bringing out i I, that's what i'm saying i said we have so many mugs (laughs) and well you're about to have about 10 more so the the cap has been gone so it's no longer a travel mug it's just the a regular mug it's a l bean oh so you know it's hardy it's hardy you can go camping with it you go hiking you can go climb everest you know you can do a lot with that mug Oh my God, I'm not climbing Everest. Yeah, I'm just going to take the mug. (laughs) Well, today I still have my watermelon juice drink. You know, my 10% blended juice. 
uh, simply watermelon, not really a watermelon juice at all. It's mainly just water and um, a dash of lemon and cherry. And then the remaining is sugar. So I'm trying to finish that off. It's taken me all weekend to do it, but I'm on the tail end of my, my watermelon journey here. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of sugar, you're going to be so hopped up. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm like all wound up right now, but it's going well. I'm still drinking it out of my big brother cup. I represent big brother. You know, I'm really, I'm really trying to get back into big brother. Remember how we were before? Like we were so into it. It was tense. It was hype. Like there was so much going into big brother, but now it's gone downhill. So I'm really trying to get that, that spirit alive for the season. Yeah. I want to relive that moment when Josh beat Paul and he was, oh. came in second place for the first time. And I FaceTimed you crying <laughs> with joy. <laughs> I, I remember that. I was crying too. Yeah. I want, I want to go back moment. to those days. Yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> Or like in the past seasons when like Janelle was on them and she was just being a boss bitch, winning competition, saving her life. Like I want those moments back. Yeah. Give me that key bitch classic. Yes. Like you could feel how much they wanted it through the TV screen. When they yeah. win, you were like, I felt like I was a part of that win. Yeah. What, and instead of when, it, when it's about, oh, I just am here to get my TikTok followers count up or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone does nowadays on reality TV. They go on, get their 15 minutes, come off, and then you got like thousands of disgusting men who want to see your pussy. So then they go on OnlyFans, and then they just make all their coin on OnlyFans. I mean, in a sense, it's genius, but still, it's just like sad (laughs) because I'm here for the game. I'm not here to see your pussy. Yeah, right? (laughs) There are other ways to do that. Right, yeah. So... Well, that's what I'm drinking, my watermelon juice drink. It says it's all natural, but just all natural sugar, baby. Yeah. Well, at least it's cane sugar and not corn syrup, right? That's true. I would prefer stevia at this point, but I'll take the cane sugar. Oh, my God. I love stevia. (laughs) Well, Megan, now that we have our drinks, I think it's time that we get into a (laughs) I forgot what the words were, so you say it. (laughs) Shift into gear because Hot Toppy updates are here. So I think this is our first update of July. So I guess this will be our July update episode. And let me tell you what, everybody, it's a doozy. There's been a lot of updates going on with recent stories that we've talked about. And some now like two or three updates going on here. So uh, and hopefully they're the final updates that we have to talk about these fucking people for. Um, <laughs> as we know on Carbon Tap, we'd rather talk about ourselves most of the time. But, you know... We'll talk about other people once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For 30 minutes of the episode, it's us. And then you get 10 minutes of something else. <laughs> right. So I think our first update here is going to be on the Uvalde, Texas shooting, which Megan made a good point. We didn't even talk about the story because we were just so late to the game that we felt like it was pointless to talk about it. <laughs> so, But now we have an update on it. So if everybody remembers the Uvalde, Texas shooting that happened back in May where 14 fourth graders were killed or 19 fourth graders were killed and two teachers just recently they released new video showing not only the shooter entering the school him firing rounds into a classroom but also the failure of the police department the sheriff's department local authorities everybody who was there the failures that that happened were all recorded live on surveillance so 
Uh, Megan, did you even watch the video? <laughs> no, no, I didn't have time before the episode. Well, that's how new, it just came out. And let me tell you what, all of these news stories, they love to be like, come watch our video, come watch it. New, 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 breaking news. But then it's like, watch 10 minutes of ads before we give you the hot tea. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not even kidding, when it's even a 15 minute ad before I go watch that video, I don't even watch it. I'm like, I don't have time to sit through the 15 minute or 15 second ad <laughs> to watch this like hot tea. <laughs> right. I'll find it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to watch the video, we'll post it in our Instagram. I'm sure a lot of you have probably already watched it. I mean, if you're listening to our crime podcast, you've already seen the video. But a little recap for you guys who haven't seen it yet. The video first depicts the shooter driving um, in a truck. Um, he crashes into a ditch right outside the school. I don't know why he crashed into a ditch. Like, I don't know what, like, why? <laughs> why would he probably, crash into a ditch? Probably because he was just so manic and crazy, probably. Yeah, it's not like there was a police chase, like nothing was happening. He just like was flying and fucking flew into a ditch. So that's the first thing we see is him flying into a ditch. And then we get two men walking up to the car who were like just outside of the parking lot, going up to the truck. And as they were approaching the truck, the shooter started firing shots at them. So I'm like, okay, like if you're trying to do this whole shooting thing, maybe you shouldn't crash, crash your truck and then just start shooting at two random people trying to help you. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm like, that's your getaway car. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe he was planning the whole time to just crash it. And then maybe it was a suicide plot. You know, he was going to die in the school anyway. So I don't know. But he started shooting at these two guys and they just start running across the parking lot. So then it, they survived. They didn't get killed. Um, from there, we see the shooter walking around the school. And then he enters the school which wasn't even locked. The fucking doors weren't even locked. And let me tell you what, back when I was in high school, like those doors were always locked. From the outside, they were always locked. Like, Same here, you had, to, you had to buzz the front office to let you in. And even then they're right. like, well, why do you want to come in? It's like, because I go to fucking school here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but even like the side doors, like I remember those side doors did not open. Like we were locked inside. Yeah. And, I mean, that was back in like, 2010 so to see a school still today not have the doors locked i mean it's kind of crazy and like i didn't go to a rich school like i'm on the boonies yeah and it wasn't like we were in in cities either right you know and like our doors were like that's why it's just so dumbfounding to me i'm like our doors were always locked like we needed like the gym teacher to like unlock the door before we can get back inside from gym class yeah so I'm like, why is all these doors unlocked? Anyways, you can see him enter into the doors. He goes into like um, the hallway and then he goes down another hallway and enters, or he's just sitting outside the classroom door and he's starting to shoot inside. And you see a little boy come around the corner. Apparently he was going to the bathroom to go back to his classroom. And he looks down the hallway and you can see in the video, he sees the shooter and he starts shooting. And then he like, runs back the other way. And then I was thinking, I'm like, why is he running back into the, the school? Like, you see the shooter inside shooting run out the doors. Like, I never understood that concept of staying in the classroom. Well, did he, would he have had to pass the shooter to get out, though? No. Like, he could have easily have sprinted across and got outside and ran. I mean, he survived anyways, but, like, still. 
Well, he's a little under- kid, you know? I don't understand. Like, Megan, please help me understand this. Like, <laughs> he's a little kid shooting- and he's scared. When mass shootings were happening when we were in high school, I couldn't remember sitting in class and being like, there is no way in hell I am sitting in this classroom while somebody is shooting up the school. I'm running out these fucking windows. Like, the window's open. I can pop that screen out and get outside and run. Like, why would I want to be trapped in a classroom, huddled, like, ready to be fucking just murdered? Like, I'm running out the outside. Like, well, I always you know? thought, because they, like, all right, we got to turn on the lights and turn off the shade and be really quiet and pretend we're not here. And I'm like, is the shooter really going to think that, you know, a 1030 on a Tuesday morning that right. no one is in, no one's in the school? Right. And usually, like, you're notified, like, teachers, like, usually, I guess when you're in the classroom, you know that there's an active shooter in the building. When has there ever been a fucking active shooter on a, like, sniping children running out the fucking school windows from a school shooter who's already inside? Like, it's never happened, you know? Mm-hmm. I can see, like, if you're all, like, higher up, like, second or third story. But at that point, just get a, like, they should have ladders or something, like, something you can hang out and, like, get everybody out of the fucking school. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> and I feel like I'd rather jump out and break my leg than be shot to death right so i mean whenever i was in school i would like i mean it's kind of sad like i would always look for like my exit plan like where am i going because mm-hmm. i'm not being a fucking sheep and huddling in the fucking closet in the corner out of view from the fucking door like i'm getting i'm running as far as i fucking can like the school shooter's in the building he's not going to take the time to look out the window and start shooting at all the fucking people running around outside you know Mm-hmm. well and also i feel like schools it would be one thing if there's like one person was stationed outside and one was inside but school shooters and stuff like that they act alone they don't have like yeah it's not like a terrorist attack it's different you know right so i i mean i guess i mean it for this case where he literally just entered and then entered the classroom i mean those kids had no hope i mean he's right there they had no idea he was coming and he's already in the classroom you know, running out the window isn't going to help. Um, after that, it says three minutes after he started shooting, police enter. And this is a 77-minute video. And there was also body cam footage that shows all of the men wearing not only clad in body armor, they were all heavily armed. Some had helmets. Some had, like, riot shields who entered right after the shooting started. And it said 45 minutes after police arrived at the scene, they could still hear additional shooting coming from the shooter and they're all still sitting there doing nothing. And they've been there for 45 minutes already. Well, I guess I, you said three minutes after the started shooting, they came, I thought it was longer than that. So they, they came so fast. They were so, they were so prepared, but yet they just stood there. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I'll get at the end. There's like a couple points that we need to make, make here. Cause like, yes, I can understand how like people can be like infuriated that they did nothing, but then I'll get into it at the end. Okay. <laughs> but from the footage where people are in an uproar, you can see a lot of the people just walking back and forth. And this was like a lot of men. Like there was a lot of people in this little class, this little hallway that were just like doing nothing. 
there was one guy who was just, he was getting hand sanitizer while children were being murdered. Um, there was another one where he was just on his phone, making phone calls, texting. There was another one who was just looking at floor plans on the wall. And it said that one of the officers asked for a key to one of the classrooms where investigators later said that the door was already unlocked and that a key wasn't required. Um, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, who's asking for a key? There's kids being murdered. There's an active shooter knocked down the fucking door. So it also says they had a sledgehammer. They had tear gas, gas masks. So I'm like, why are they asking for a key? Fucking boot down the door, break it down with an ax. You got sledgehammers. I mean, do what it takes to get into that classroom. Why are you asking for a key? Do you think yeah. the secretary's on duty right now? I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, who, who are they asking? Who's right. just I'm roaming like, the halls being like, oh, you guys need some help? <laughs> yes. It took an hour and 14 minutes after the police arrived before they even rushed into the classroom to kill the gunman. Think about how many lives would have been saved in that, in that amount right. of time. And I mean, the gunman was still in there. So, like, why did it take this long? At this point in time, you are, like, it's your duty to just, like, run in. Like, your life doesn't matter at this point. You know, you're trying to save these children's lives. That's the whole point of, like, being an officer. <laughs> right. When you take the oath, you know, you take the oath to put the, the, the community first. Right. So people are just in an uproar right now after watching this footage and the footage was released to like show clarity to the families to show like there could have been a lot more done here to protect your kids so i'm assuming there's gonna be a lot of lawsuits coming from this i mean just from the video alone shows how nothing how how they did nothing to help stop the the shooting have the police come out and had any like oh this is why we didn't do this or, or anything? Or is it yes. just like PR mumbo jumbos? Like we honor our, our officers that did everything that they believed was right at the time or something like that. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Cause usually the police always do that. They're like, we do everything right. You know, we do nothing wrong, but even like everybody, even the commander has acknowledged his wrongdoing. So it's not only the left, but also the right. And even the fucking commander of this police force is coming out and saying that could have done a lot better. Not that he's going to have a job after this, but still. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to read a little excerpt from the Texas Department of Public Safety. So the director of this department, Steve McCraw, has said that the person he identified as the incident commander, school district police police chief Pete Arredondo, treated the situation as a barricaded subject, which calls for a slower, more methodical response, not as like an active shooter situation, in which police are charged with doing anything possible to stop the gunman, including putting their own lives on the line. This was a mistake, McCraw has said. So, I mean, that's why I guess they were doing nothing. It's like, I don't know, it's hard to fault them for people that weren't the commander who didn't really know what was going on. They were treating it as like a barricaded subject matter and not as an active shooting situation. But like, I feel like everyone should have known that this was an active shooter situation. Like, I don't know how you confuse the two. I think it's the two confused. Yeah. Like they, they got them confused and it wasn't the right time. 
Well, and maybe I've just seen too many like shows and movies, but I feel like that when you're given a bad order, you are allowed to be like, hey, I'm sorry, Commander, this doesn't seem right. Like no one, I mean, they were probably like, oh, thank God we're not going in there. I'm scared. Yeah. Like, instead of being like, hey, there are kids in there. Like, can we move forward a little bit here? <laughs> right. And I read another thing um, about the video. It shows one guy, like, standing at the intersection of the hallway. It's just, like, in the mass group of men who were there. And then also another guy was, like, holding his vest or something back. Like, that would be me, like, oh, duck. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> want to get shot. Like, I'm trying to hide behind somebody. But that guy who was standing in front, one of his kids was in that classroom and was murdered. So oh, my he God. was standing there doing nothing. And the whole video shows him doing nothing. And his kid was in that classroom and got killed. So if I was his wife, I'd be like, divorce. Yeah. Because I I would be, I'd come in there not as a police officer, just as a mother with a mission. Right. And fucking bust in that classroom if my child was in there. Right. So I don't know what kind of orders he got to stay back. But like, I would, I don't think I would have reacted the same way. So also from the director, Steve McCraw, he says that officers should have confronted the gunmen as soon as they arrived. They were carrying enough firepower to breach the classroom and stop the shooting. He also had a singled out the chief for the chief commander for blame and restraining the officers from going in earlier than they did. But the video shows multiple responding agencies on the scene. Now this is the point part where I kind of like agree to a sense that says the multiple responding agencies were the Uvalde Police Department, the Uvalde County Sheriff's Department, Texas Department of Public Safety, Texas Rangers, U.S. Border Patrol, and U.S. Marshal Service. So you got all these agencies standing there. Who is the commander of all of these agencies? You know, you got all mm-hmm. these different agencies there, and nobody knows what's going on. Who do you listen to? You know, so it's just like there's too many fucking people here. We don't know what's going on or who to listen to. So that's where I kind of like agree. Like nobody knew what was going on because there was just too many fucking people. Yeah. I, why did everyone feel like they needed to respond? I, well, maybe because they were so close to the border that. Yeah. You know, all hands on deck, I guess. Right. But yeah, cause I'm like, you see people go in there with like full body armor and like fucking uh, riot shields. And I'm like the fucking local Uvalde police department has riot shields. I thought it was a small town. I don't think small towns have riot shields. Right. So it's got to be like somebody, like the Marshal Service or Texas Rangers. Like, who are all these fucking people? Who's calling Walker, Texas Ranger. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I kind of see it like, you know, yes, there's people getting hand sanitizer, texting, making phone calls. But it's also like, there's like six different agencies in this building. Like, you don't have like the, like, president biden coming in and directing everybody (laughs) like telling the rangers go do this there's nothing like that it's just like a fucking mismatch of like different agencies well and what i was thinking before is i don't know how real this is but there's a youtube lawyer who said that police have no obligation to actually help Mm. so that they no one can take legal action because they don't have an obligation to actually oh if they don't want to respond to a call, they just don't, and they don't have to. But I don't. I mean, that's on YouTube. That I think is that's legal eagle on YouTube. If people, well, want I mean, to check that, that sounds out. right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. it sounds like in any 
court case, they can just say, well, I didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't obligated to do it. So you can't fault me for that or something. I don't know. Probably some laws or something, loopholes. So Sean, is that all you have on Uvalde? I think that's all we got on Uvalde. So on to the next. Okay. So my update is about the Mariah Wilson murder. So if you can remember, she's the little go-go bicycle girl. Um, who was killed by the jealous girlfriend, Caitlin Armstrong. Oh my God. Um, So last time we talked about her, she was on the run. She was. She traded her wheels for her feet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I was like, she could have gone way faster if she just used her damn bike. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're like professional cyclists. Yeah, like, what the hell are you doing running? So, last we talked about her, she was using her sister's name to camp. Yeah. But she's crazy. She's cuckoo crazy. So, finally, six weeks later, they found her in Costa Rica. Costa Rica, baby. How the fuck did she get there? Like, how did she get through security and everything to fly down there? A few times when me and Patrick flew, like, sometimes they took her ID and passport before TSA, and then sometimes they didn't. So we're like, if we just had a boarding pass, we could get on this plane without even showing ID. So, you know, maybe she got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, because even when you, like, scan in your ticket at before you get onto the plane, like at the, the, the gate, the gate, they don't check your ID. Well, I'm seeing here that she actually was using a fraudulent passport. So she had like a little fake ID, like to go drinky drinky when you're in high school or something. Oh my God. (laughs) What if she just got that or she's had it? I mean, I feel like to have, to be able to make it six weeks on the run with all these like plans that she had, I feel like she must have a history of something. Right. Or watch a lot of TV. Yeah. She has to have had something. So when they found her, she had dyed her hair brown and cut it. And she had a bandage across her nose and two black eyes from an apparent surfing accident. <laughs> She's surfing out in Costa Rica? There's waves there. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, she's on the run. She's on, like, America's most wanted. And she's surfing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, like you said before, she was trying to integrate into right. society. So she's like, I have nothing to hide. I'm going to go surfy, surfy. Yeah, she was trying to be a yoga teacher. Yeah, so she's trying to be a yoga teacher and like start her life in Costa Rica. She'd also had gotten work done. So she was trying to like, this is like, she was getting work done to like look diff- a little bit different. And she get a little Botox, a little filler, you know. Just get a little, a little thing done. Like a celebrity. <laughs> like Kylie Jenner. Yeah. But she got those big lips. It reminded, it reminded me of when I used to watch the soap opera Young the Restless with my mom. Yeah. The amount of times that those people got plastic surgery to like the villains got plastic surgery to like look like someone else so they could frame them for murder or look like someone else so that they could pretend to be a ghost and like haunt the other person or like to to um explain like a character or an actor change it's like that made me think she was watching tv (laughs) i know well i mean she went through a lot to try to disguise herself from the fucking police 
I mean, credit to her. She tried. Yeah. And she made it six weeks. I feel like that's more than, I mean, that was more than Matt and Sweat, right? Oh, yeah. That's a lot longer than them. Yeah. So, I mean, she definitely was inventive. It was almost like she was on, I bring this up all the time, that show, The Chase, where they would release uh, pairs into, like, the United States, and they got to go from one point to another trying to evade the FBI and the police capture. Oh, yeah, I've got to watch that. You talk about it all the time, and it sounds so good. I've got to watch that. And it only got one season, and it was so good. But it, it sounds like she was just trying to play that game. Like, there was yeah, a briefcase of money at the end. Oh, my God. Watch that. She was, like, one of the contestants on that show or something. <laughs> <laughs> we all fell for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're clowns. <laughs> yeah. So, they have her in custody. And, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear that she was running for a purpose. She wasn't just, like, playing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I also read that her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, the Colin Strickland guy who was also a cyclist, he gave her over $450,000 in investment capital. And then he asked her for it back and she didn't give it back. So I think that's how she was getting around all these places was the money that he had given her. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, couldn't they just go into her bank account and see where she was charging that money? Like, I'm so confused. Maybe she like took it all out in cash. So they couldn't Maybe. Anything. But then, even then on that show, The Chase, every ATM has a camera. So, like, they could have saw where the debit card was placed in, and it would have bing-bonged to, <laughs> to a Bing certain bong. ATM. And then they could have saw, like, what ATM she was at. That's, they always did that on the fucking chase. Oh, well. Well, also, why did he ask for it back? I don't know. Like, I, they're not even married, and they were just dating, and he gave her $450,000. Like, um, Colin, hit me up. I, I know i'd be like fine you can cheat on me as long as you keep giving me that coin <laughs> i know like what is she mad about she's out here murdering people when her boyfriend just gave her a half a million dollars like you can do anything you want if you give me that much money yeah right. <laughs> maybe we don't have our priorities straight but at least I mean, we're not murdering people <laughs> we just don't have the, the taste of the rich life so yeah. yeah until the podcast blows up then we'll get the sense and then we'll be unhinged but Right now, it's like anybody could take advantage of me. Not that you yeah. aren't. <laughs> I want one of those. What do they call them? Like um, cash pigs or cat or what are they? Oh my god, pay pig. Pay pigs, where literally they just get off on giving me money and I do nothing yes. for it. I'd love that. Oh my god, that'd be the best. Just be like, have give them a little company. Uh, you know, I'll have dinner with you or go see a movie. Just no sexual relations. Right, and then just give me money, 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 money. I think the both of us could be really good pay pigs. Yeah, like I feel like I'm great company. Yeah, and especially if I'm getting paid to do it, like I can, I can make it times ten. Yeah, I won't phone it in. Like I will, I'll be winning that Oscar. Okay. Right. Yeah, you'll get me plus them. But all right, so, is that all we have on Miss Caitlin Armstrong? She's in custody. She's done. We're done talking about her until she's sentenced, I guess. <laughs> yep, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> I mean, she, she gave it a solid effort. I mean, an yeah, A for effort. Next on the list here, we have Miss Jerry from Cheer. Um, now, she's 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 been sentenced. She is going to be put away for a little bit. <laughs> um, as she should. As she should. And, so, if, by she, oh, we ahead. actually mean he, but like... In, yeah. 
But in like the gay vernacular sense, she. She, yeah, he's a queen, so. <laughs> um, but Jerry, Jerry's the one that was fondling little boy's genitals in like the restrooms at cheer competitions. And then he was also watching child porn and like traveling for like illicit sex with underage children. And these kids are like, like they were like young, like 12 that he was oh. like doing this stuff with. So finally he has been sentenced to 12 years in federal prison. Um, he was facing up to 50 years, um, but after pleading guilty, it got lessened. And then prosecutors said that they requested 15 years prison and then the judge only gave him 12. So it says that the judge showed him some leniency, which um, I don't know why he needs any leniency when he's fondling little boys. Yeah, I, I feel like in those cases, like leniency shouldn't even be on the table. <laughs> yes. And I mean, to go from 50 years to 12, like that's disgusting. Like, yes, he admitted to it and pled guilty, but still 12 years for fucking doing that shit. I mean, come on. So yeah, he got 12 years in federal prison. He also has to register as a sex offender when he gets out of prison. I mean, this is giving me Josh Duggar flashbacks because it's all kind of similar here. He has to take some mental health programs. And this, this one was interesting. At these mental health programs, whoever the treatment provider is, he is required to take any medications that is prescribed. Is that crazy? He is required. So no matter what they prescribe him, he has to take it. So that makes me, I just, maybe just because I'm like going to start rewatching Pretty Little Liars. I saw but, that. I thought of you. I thought of you. But I was like, okay, so they can <laughs> like just drug them and he, he could just be drugged and they could like take advantage of him or drug him, make him think he's going crazy. Or right. like, I feel like there's so much room for abuse there. Yeah. Cause they, they could say anything. They could say he's bipolar, and then he's got to take medication for that. They could say he's schizophrenic, and then he's got to take medication for that. I mean, there's so much room here for abuse. That's also on his uh, laundry list of things he's got to do after 12 years. He's also got to take a sex offender treatment program, and he is forbidden um, from being in contact with the minors involved in the case. I was like, why was that even said? Obviously, he can't talk to them. Or why right. would he even want to? Like... I don't know, addic addicted. He's addicted to touching. Literally addicted. So that's a little update on Jerry from Cheer. And it's so sad because he was like the life of that show. He was like the gay queen, like yelling, cheering. And everybody loved him. Like literally everybody loved him. They did stories on his family and his upbringing. And then it comes out, he's a fucking little pedo. So it is sad. It's disgusting, but it's deserved. He did what he did. He's going to face the repercussions for it. Yeah, pay the price. Pay the, price. pay the price. You know, you touch little boy's PPs, you got to pay the price. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like a little like children's ride? <laughs> so speaking of little touchers, we're on to jo Josh Duggar. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing too hard at that. Little touchers. Oh my little God, I love that. Little touchers. All right, go ahead. So he was also sentenced 12 years but it turns out it's been, been told that he will not serve the full 12 years so he's only going to be serving like 10 years megan you want to know why because he prayed he prayed those two years away <laughs> he prayed to god for only 10 
Yeah. So, oh my God. Prayers answered. Thank the Lord. Oh my God. I freaking hate that family so much. <laughs> disgusting. They enabled him. They really did. And so even though he'll be released two years early, he will be on 20 years of like supervised parole. So yeah, that's insane. Imagine being looked over for 20 years. Well, I mean, he's ruined people's lives. I mean, there's oh, no yeah. way that you can't tell me that he has touched his children. He touched his sisters. I like, mean, just change, like changing diapers. I'm sure he's fucking touched something when he's changed a diaper. Yeah, you know? even if just like a little swipe that was like, wait, that didn't feel right. Or, you know. Right. Like, kids remember that. Even though if they're not, like, aware of what's going on, they remember that. The body remembers. Right. I agree. So he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kids with Anna Duggar. Does that include the one on the way? I think, I thought she had that one. Oh, she already did. I think so. Oh, okay. I think she already had that. She already had that child, who of course was a girl. <laughs> so Jerry touches boys, Josh touches girls. <laughs> if you needed help with that. Disgusting. I wonder if... He had touched little boys. If they'd be like, mm, "You can touch kids, but you can't be gay and touch kids." Right. Like that's where we draw the line. I wonder. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so he is actually never allowed to have unsupervised visits with his children, even after he gets out of prison, which I totally agree with. Oh and yeah. He can't have. He can't have it with any minors. So all of his nieces and nephews and whatever cousins, whatever. Do his kids even want to see him? Like, well, I feel like they're so brainwashed. Like Anna's not going to leave him. You know, that's I like. I every time I think about that, I'm just so grossed out. So I'm sure even if he did touch his kids, that you know they've been told that you know keep that to yourself. You don't want daddy to get in trouble, do you? You know. Yes, and if Anna he, even wants to have those children around him, I mean, she needs to go to prison too. That's disgusting yeah, for child endangerment. She's like, endangering the children by allowing by allowing to stay with him, honestly. Right. And I mean, it's not even that he could potentially touch them. It's that he's looking at that child and he wants to have sex with that child. You know? Like, yeah. it's not even that he's doing anything, but like just knowing that you're bringing your kid around him and he wants to do things with that child. That's disgusting. Or that he sees children in that way at all. Like, right. Yeah. So he didn't go to prison for, like, touching because the stuff with his sisters and, like, I think a, a babysitter, that stuff was, like, out of the statute of limitations. This is all, like, his pornography that they found. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. So um, they also, interestingly, are not allowed, he's not allowed to have conjugal visits with Anna. And <laughs> when they do visit, they're allowed to shake hands, hug, and only peck. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even, I would not. And he's allowed four hours of vi worth of visits per month. Um, per month? Oh my God. That's kind of crazy. And even, so he's not allowed to possess, use, or have access to computers or electronic devices that have internet or photo storage capabilities. But. Isn't that everything? Well, yeah. But he can <laughs> if he has prior advanced notice and approval of the probation office. And he's liable to random searches. Like daily, please? Yeah, right? 
<laughs> or he's just like, oh, we're going to search it. Oh, let me just, I just got to pull up something. Yeah, he's deleting. You know? Right. You know? I got to delete something. Oh, here you go. Yep. Yeah. So that's the story on Josh Doogie. Well, man, I'm so fucking sick of talking about him and his disgusting habits. He needs to be locked up forever because, like, I, like, all these limitations placed on him after he comes out. Like, what life do you have, you know? Well, and also, especially because his family isn't holding him accountable, I really don't think that he's honestly thought that he's done anything wrong because his family makes right. excuses for him. It's like, well, if my family says that, you know, I – you know, it was the devil that made me do it or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't responsible. Like, you know, I feel like he's never going to stop because no one's holding him, except for the court anyway. They're yeah. not even holding that accountable because they gave him 12 years and they're only making him serve 10. So. Right. I just don't get it. I mean, we know he's a disgusting person and we still allow him to like live freely. Doesn't make any sense. So whatever. I think we're done with Josh. I'm sick of him. No, bye, bitch. Bye, you little toucher. All right, so our final story here is about Mr. Casey White. If you guys forgot who he was, he was the inmate who escaped with, coincidentally, a woman who was a correction officer with the same last name, but they're not related. Vicky White. Doesn't make any sense, but somehow they're not related. And they're from a small town. Like, this isn't a major city. They right. gotta be related. Come on. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. So... He was just recently served with an arrest warrant on a felony murder charge. Now, this is interesting because this has nothing to do with his past. This is directly because of Vicky White. So in the car crash, they crashed the car. They were on a high-speed chase running from police. And it is said that Vicky committed suicide. So after reading all this, I was like, how do they even know if she committed suicide or not? But apparently there's an autopsy report. And it is indicated that she did um, die from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So it is confirmed she killed herself. Because remember last time, our last update, we were like, how do we know he didn't just shoot her and then like say, oh, she shot herself. Right. You know, but apparently now it's confirmed. I guess they can just tell by like the, I mean, I don't know. He could have put the gun in her hand and then I don't like, how do you confirm that? I don't get it. Yeah, because, like, he could pretend, like, do the angle, like, behind her to, like, make it, make the angle right for her or, like, you know, yeah. So, apparently it's confirmed that she died from suicide. So, now it's interesting to see that there's a new arrest warrant charging Mr. Casey White with murder of Vicky when she killed herself. This was a really complicated article for me to read, and I didn't (laughs) understand any of it, Um, but it's giving me girl from Plainville vibes how i mean he killed himself he committed suicide yet she was accused of murder for you know encouraging him to kill himself so this is kind of like the same thing that's the gist i got from the article but there's different states different laws that determine whether or not he can even be charged for a murder where he's like encouraging somebody to kill themselves because there's a lot of the defense is saying that oh she had tons of free will like she didn't have to kill herself but she could potentially have been put in a position where his actions led to her committing suicide that was kind of like the gist of the article and that's what the prosecutors are going for in charging him with murder so interesting so we'll have to see maybe like 
she did all that sacrificed her like her career her family for him and then he turned out to be like an asshole or something and she's like well i ruined my life for nothing you know right. i don't know yeah because wasn't she like two weeks away from retiring or something yeah i just don't get it and then she's running around with this scumbag using like fake accounts and like fake bank accounts and going to motels and stuff and it's like you how many you how many years did you work 30 years and now you're just gonna throw it all away for this inmate like what it's insane but yeah he was serving already a 75 year prison sentence for a crime spree back in 2015 which included a home invasion and a carjacking which that's kind of crazy home invasion and carjacking he got 75 years yeah jerry is touching little boys and he gets 12 yeah and josh duggard's viewing vile vile pornography the worst that the the court system has ever seen he gets 10 years right so and then he was also serving or he was also on trial for the murder of some old grandma he doesn't seem like a good dude so i'm i'm not sad to see him getting served with a murder charge i mean at this point just tack it on because he does 75 years in prison like you already are not living so who fucking cares if he gets charged with murder or not not coming out yeah i mean he's already gonna die in prison so right i mean at this point it's just wasting tax dollars running the trial (laughs) (laughs) like does it make any sense like i don't get it who cares well yeah well that's the update on casey white and i that's all we got i think that's all we have time for today megan okay great so make sure to follow us on instagram at crime on tap pod dm us we try to update as much as we can, but you know, we're goofy goos. Um, we, we, we burn out. We need to take a break sometimes if we're still hiring for, um, you know, that marketing position. So we're still yeah. looking. And the payment is zero. So <laughs> it's all <laughs> volunteer. <laughs> it's, vol- it's all volunteer basis. Maybe it's an internship. It, yes. Find an internship from like a college or something. Or maybe yeah. uh, middle school, eighth grader graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put on your resume. Um, right. Because I feel like and... that's the quality of Instagram we're doing is like probably middle school level at this point because that's all the knowledge that we have. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I, that's when I use Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, go follow us over there. Sign in our DMs. Let us know what you're hating, what you're loving, um, and share with your family and friends. Let us know. Let them know about the podcast. Um, it will really help us out. Yeah. And you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, the other ones. Tell your friends, family, foes, hoes, and bros. And, and we'll see you guys next time where, where crime, crime is, is always, always on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>